0: ¶¶ Welcome back to the Hey, Rudy podcast, where we take a deep dive into the ocean state. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha, and we are back with the sixth episode of our Who to Watch series, which is sponsored by the Pepito Opportunity Connection, which is a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to listening and working together with Rhode Island's black, indigenous, and people of color communities to empower and create individual success stories by investing in education, job skills training, and entrepreneurial ventures.
1: Yay. Thank you, Pepito. Thank you so much for sponsoring um, this amazing list of people. Um, today's episode was incredible. We had Emily Ward Crowell on, and she was absolutely insanely inspiring and fun to talk to. Um, she, In our article, she's listed as the executive director of um, Mayor-Elect Brett Smiley's transition team that has since changed, and now she's the chief of staff for Mayor Brett Smiley.
0: Mm, it's a, a whole switch over and not that much time,
1: not that much time. So we um, we get to talk about that. And it, what exactly I feel like, you know, obviously politics and um, elections and all that stuff are always like in our face. But I think it's really it was really fun to get to talk to someone who is like her job is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And she kind of explained because I didn't know what does a chief of staff do I don't know what that means and she got to explain it a little more which is really great um she I would say like is non-traditional in the fact that like she loves tattoos and is into photography and and I think that is like so fun to see you know a young woman not have to lose their cool like their cool edgy loves to do something that they really care about and that's what I got from our conversation
0: yeah i would i would agree with you i she well one yeah she's very interesting i find anybody that works in government um i'll give them an applause because yeah. it would i would jump it's so hard i would jump out a window um yeah, it's, it's the very hard. and I, I think i bring it up in the episode but you know it's very confusing she was you know lucky enough or however you want to put it that she kind of grew up around it mm-hmm. so she understood it mm-hmm. um it's a really interesting story uh i know just enough about civics to be dangerous um, that's (laughs) as far as it goes so uh you know there's confusing parts to it but you know getting to talk to somebody who's like so
1: involved
0: yeah and secure in their knowledge of how all these hierarchies Uh work and who works for who and you know where the separations between the city and the state and Mm -hmm. the federal and she's worked in pretty much every form thereof uh, and it was a very interesting conversation i think everybody will enjoy it
1: i think so too and before we let you go nick has some news about our party
0: we find we've been telling you to <laughs> keep your uh, ears open for uh, information on our who to watch party and now uh, we have information we finally <laughs> have it um the Who to Watch party will be on April 18th at the rooftop at the Providence Jeep, uh, starting at 6 p.m. Um, there will be a food DJ. Uh, you know, our Who to Watch will be there. Mm-hmm. You can come and actually meet all these people you've been listening to. Yep. Uh, the tickets should be available by the time this um, podcast goes live. <laughs> uh, and you can just go to any one of our websites, but providenceonline.com will be mm-hmm. the easiest way to find one. And there will be a link right there to the Eventbrite site, and you can go check it out.
1: Yeah, we. We can't wait to see you and meet you and have so much fun
0: yeah and enjoy the episode bye
1: guys Bye. Thanks, bye. but anyway enough about me let's <laughs> talk about you
0: <laughs>
2: i couldn't tell if we started yet and we were gonna do this but truly really, we, we, like, well, yeah, we usually i
0: was into it yeah usually we, we get a moving, in and then i'll just yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's been recording but i cut us in at a place yeah, that it yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah, to yeah, cut yeah, into. okay
1: so i'm so excited that you're here i have followed on Twitter for a while
2: Oh, thank Before. you for having me. Of course. Thank you for following. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I just think that um, you're, you work in politics. Executive Director of Brett Smiley's Transition Team. Is that the correct title? That was my
2: title when the issue came out. But okay, I'm, okay. I'm the sorry. Chief of Staff for Hell the city now. Yeah.
1: Yes. Amazing. It's a
2: little different. Yeah.
1: it's. I feel like that's probably very different.
2: Uh, it is. The transition executive director role is similar cuz yeah. just cuz there's less staff and there's okay. and there's a lot of moving pieces, but okay. chief of staff is it's similar but different. It's on a large far larger
1: scale. For people, Ie me, who are a little lost in the terms of things, can you sure. describe exactly what your position is?
2: Yeah, so I oversee uh, I'm the chief of staff. I oversee the mayor's office staff. Yeah. Um right now I have probably seven to eight direct reports. We're in a bit, we're still in transition looking to fill other roles. So I'm wearing some triple, dual triple hats. Mm -hmm. Um, But my day-to-day is really just making sure that the mayor's office runs smoothly, Mm -hmm. that we're responsive as possible. um, And then I triage literal or figurative fires um, and handle a lot of the mayor's more political, legislative, Mm -hmm. municipal work. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, policies under my scope of work, which is like in my heart of hearts, in my background as well, but I actually come from communications. Okay, I was also the communications director, which is also in my portfolio. So yeah. I get to oversee a lot of departments that I've previously worked in and previously yeah. had a role in. And so I really enjoy that. And I also have engagement and our constituent services office. And then for the departments that I don't report to, um, or that don't report to me and that report to our operations officer, just being a connection for them to the mayor's office, mm. the mayor's vision Serving, you know, kind of sometimes I get to go and act in his stead, which is really a huge responsibility, but I know him well enough that I feel like Mm. I can articulate his mission and his vision to Steph.
1: And you've been working with Brett for a long time.
2: Uh, yeah, I worked with Brett when he was uh, Mayor Smiley when he was at the City of Providence as the first Chief Operating Officer. Okay. Well, that's when I was the Chief of Communications for yep. the City of Providence. And so I always joked that he was the best boss that I never had.
1: Aww. He
2: wasn't my boss directly, but I did work on communications for a large bulk of his portfolio, which included arts, culture, and tourism and mm-hmm. PVD Fest. Yeah. Um, So I got to work with that project from the initial one. It was first called the Providence International Arts Festival. I remember that. And then we renamed it. And so I got to be there for that whole branding and marketing experience when we started out in a small grant budget and Mm. expanded into a half a million dollar um, city festival. So we got to go through that. and. Then the mayor went on to serve at the state, um, and he was the director of administration after his time as chief of staff for the governor. And then I worked for the Department of Education uh, during COVID when he was the director of administration. So wow. we got to work in the same kind of circles, but mm-hmm. he's always kind of been there for me and, and been a really that. good coach. Yeah.
1: Is it okay if we kind of do like the rewind button and sure. learn a little bit about you before you became chief of staff? And yeah, like sure. This Powerhouse I'll and do inspiration. my best not to mention Mayor Smiley. <laughs> no, no, and you can as much as you want, but I'm always curious. And I think a lot of the times on our podcast, what my favorite thing to learn is you know, people see you, they meet you, they hear you now mm-hmm. as again, this like powerhouse, like making changes, doing like, these incredible things. But like, did you always know that you wanted to work in politics? Like, did you know as a young person like, this are, is the direction. are
0: you originally from Rhode Island? I am from Rhode Island. Yay! I'm from Cranston. Yay! Yeah. So,
1: you know, you living in Cranston, being like an eight-year-old, were you like, I can't wait to, like, make all these policy changes? Or were you, you know what I mean? Like, where did it start?
2: Yeah, not policy changes. I, I used to ask for Christmas, though, for a part-time job. <laughs> and, like, every year, right. throw a fit when I didn't get one. Um, so <laughs> because always, you wanted
1: to be independent?
2: Uh, I guess. I don't know. I just yeah. really wanted to work. I, I, like, really wanted a job. Yeah. Um, I wanted a staff. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. You wanted to start managing people.
2: Like, I, like, had my own babysitter's club structure that, oh, like – I love Where this. I would assi- – The send Cranston
1: out. Babysitter's Club?
2: Yeah, where I would send out assignments. To- I love this. So <laughs> I was – that was – that was probably came really natural. Yeah. Um, But no, I didn't know what I technically wa- – I th- thought I wanted to do something in art, so I thought I wanted to be a photojournalist. Um, so okay. I initially applied to art schools. Yeah. Um, and attended my first semester at RISD and got to do some second shooting on some weddings mm-hmm. and really quickly figured out that I didn't have the patience mm-hmm. for that.
0: Um, Especially wedding photography. <laughs> yeah. It was like <laughs> one bride. Random deep end and you were like, nope. It was one bride that <laughs> I was like, oh, no, 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 no.
1: I feel like if you're someone who strives to like want to be like managing and coming up with like st- structure and whatever, like even though in the best case scenario as a photographer, you could do that. Like most of the time, it's just like stuff getting thrown at you and you're yeah. just having to like. Probably not encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like so I can imagine like you getting into that and being like, OK, no, the idea of it's great mm-hmm. and the art art behind it is great. But the mm-hmm. actual like doing it is not like leaning on your strengths of yeah. wanting a part time job, eighty eight years old. No.
2: Yeah. No, I didn't enjoy it. So yeah. then I transferred to URI and I thought I might stick with just journalism. Mm. Um, but I had one really great Political science professor Maureen Moakley, mm. who's a um, political analyst, and I had another journalism professor who I honestly can't remember their name. And I was just more interested in the political side of things. Yeah, my dad was in politics when I grew up, oh, um, yeah. and so he did politics in Cranston. So I was aware of it. I mm. knew what how it functioned. You were
1: involved. Yeah,
2: I was in a press conference when I was really little. Oh my god. I was in <laughs> Jack Reed's ad when I was five. Oh my and god, so that's so funny. I was really, I was like around it I had seen it um I knew what it was about and mm. so I started to pursue that and I just kind of I was actually also a tattoo artist at the time
1: I read that and I was like I cannot wait to explore this more because yeah. that's so cool
2: it was a creative thing I mean I was I really in, was interested in tattoos from a young age as well mm. and my creative side and I went to Bayview and I did a lot of creative classes there yeah um So I apprenticed when I was 17 and 18 and then got my license. And so I did that while I was in college as well to kind of uh, scratch my artistic itch. Mm. Transferred to URI. Kept doing that Mm. while I was there and then did a lot of internships and I mainly to figure out what I did and didn't want to do. So – I always tell folks that ask like, what's the best thing I can do in college? How do I get into the fields? And it's yeah. just do internships. Yeah. If you had asked me as soon as I really like found my niche in politics, I probably would have said environmental law. Mm-hmm. Um, I was leaning towards that. I graduated with natural resource conservation and political science and um, specializing in both of those. I thought that's where I was going. But then through my internship processes, just realized that I really enjoyed government. Um yeah. And so I was able to intern for Senator Jack Reed. I interned for the Governor's Commission on Disabilities. I did some nonprofit work, and I figured out I did not enjoy nonprofits. I didn't enjoy that just strict policy work. Mm. Um, And I really liked the Senate. And Mm. so um, I was super blessed. They had a position open my last year when I was in college. And so I took a full-time job with Senator Reed while I was graduating. And that was kind of my last year there um, at URI. And I was lucky enough to get credit for my for my experience and all my work. And I was Mm -hmm. really, really excited, stayed there for four years before I moved on to the city and started and did his campaign as well in the first time. That was my first
1: stayed in Rhode Island. Yes. I love this. I yeah, I that.
2: never, I've never left.
1: Th- that's we call that the dark times when you leave Rhode Island. Yeah, because you're always gonna come back. <laughs> they're always, but you come never back. went through that. That's, that's yeah. great. That's really great.
2: Yeah, it's like a really conscious decision, I think, for a lot of us, particularly for like the females in Rhode Island, because there's always opportunities in DC. Mm. And I've passed a few of those up because yeah. I feel like there's a million Emily's in DC, but there's like only a couple there's of maybe, us. Maybe like
1: just one, and it's you. Yeah, and you're sitting in and, Israel.
2: Yeah, so that's what I. That was like my mindset. There's been a few different things and. It just is too sweaty.
0: And do you feel
1: like – I? and this could be totally wrong, so please correct me. When – with a place like Rhode Island, because like you said, there's less use doing the type of work that you're doing, mm-hmm. that you can actually see like processes moving forward and like things changing or, you know, like do you feel like that has something to do with it too? Like, you know, being able to work and actually seeing like results or seeing things be done differently or better or, or whatever – In a place where, like you said, there could be like 100 people doing similar work and it's just harder to kind of like, you know, move through and actually see your work like doing the thing that you want it to be doing.
2: Yeah, I think that I think it does something to do with the size of the state. I think that we're incredibly lucky that we constantly have all four of our congressional delegation members in the same room.
3: Mm.
2: When you live in California, you never get that. Um, when you live in Colorado, you never see that. Yeah. and getting on the agenda with your u s. Senator is really, really hard to do. Mm. But we're so small that they're and they're so accessible, mm-hmm. and they all work so well together that it's it's quite often that I find myself in the same room as all four of them. <laughs> you don't get that anywhere else. And so yeah. you do get to see that. But it's also about the level of government that you're working at. And so mm. I've been lucky enough to work for all three levels of the city, the state, and the federal government, and by far, leaps and bounds. I love the city um. Right because I can see that work right okay. so I can yeah. see I got a problem on my desk in that th- that morning yeah. and I can fix it by the end of the day or and I get to see that and I know that the constituent can see that mm-hmm. and the community can see that and if I can't fix it immediately I've I've yet to find a wicked issue big enough that I can't solve long term and so I've like made a commitment to myself that when I find a problem, I'm just not going to just fix the problem that I found, but like fix the actual process problem.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: It's amazing.
0: Yeah,
1: whereas. <laughs> <laughs> that's if, a, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> if
0: you're in the federal federal government, there might be things that you like put into play that like 40 years later, they do something. Sure. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. It has to go through 93 different committees and mm-hmm. then finally get approved. And then it has to be spread throughout the states. And mm-hmm. it's just a very different like, uh, like every Even if it's a thing that's quote unquote short term. Like it's long term to even get it moving. Yeah, Obamacare is a
2: good a good example. I got to see Obamacare on like every side of the government Mm -hmm. because it was just being rolled out while I was in the federal government. So I got to see it executed and then I got to see it pushed back against and I got to see all that happen from different sides of it. Yeah, But it was something that we had been talking about for like a decade. And then so that was one that we all got to watch and Mm -hmm. I got to see on all different from Senator Reid was on appropriation. Like we got to see it. Like soup to nuts um yeah so that was really cool to watch something like that but yeah the federal government by by nature and by design moves slower They're there's slower. more checks and balances mm-hmm. um and the city not for lack of but we just move quicker i mean we're we're in committee meetings mm-hmm. like twice a week we're in council meetings and so we're moving a bit quicker and then the state moves at its own pace and it has its own role to serve all of the muni- all the municipalities and all of the, yep. the people so it's just a different pace yeah mm-hmm. and
0: like you said i mean in california wherever you happen to be meeting somebody could be a day away mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah it's so like nobody here is more than 40 minutes away. <laughs> unless they happen to be in washington at that yeah, point in yeah, yeah. time like and they can get here in three yeah, hours yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah they yeah, can yeah still get to do that faster. yeah you can do that i mean i like uh, i was gonna bring this up but sense of scale kind of throws people i think we're all bad at it mm-hmm. um like you know i was in oregon and i was at a national park dead center of oregon and then drove to the coast it was four and a half hours to the mm-hmm. coast from yeah. the middle of Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's an, a little over an hour top to Maybe. bottom in Rhode Island. <laughs> Maybe. It's, if it's you're just going to crazy speed when you think about it.
2: Yeah, Woonsocket to Westerly, I used to do that drive all the time. Really? Yeah. When I worked oh for Jack God. Green. Well, oh we used God. to joke, I'd like wake up and have an event in Woonsocket and at the end of the day we'd end in Westerly and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like,
1: perfect. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> but at least like, you get, like you're both saying like in California, if you had to go from one place to another, it could take you like a whole day.
2: Yeah, they schedule very differently. Yeah, they have. But it
1: is funny, like, in Rhode Island, we're all Rhode Islanders. Like, from Monsauket to Westley, that's a whole,
3: that's yeah, a day pack trip. A bag. You, feels- need, to pack a- you <laughs> need to pack a lunch.
1: Yeah. You need to pack a water. Mm-hmm. You need to have a backup water, just in case. And I who know. knows what the weather's going to do. <laughs> There's I like know. a surprise snowstorm. You need to be ready. On that 40 hour, what's it like, a 40 minute commute from West? No, like an uh, hour and 15, maybe?
2: I mean, it depends where you're coming. Yeah, that's true. Would that's depend. true. But that's true. yeah, probably somewhere in the hour range. Probably about an hour. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: like doing photography stuff, like I've gotten so used to the fact that there will be days that I go from North Smithfield to Westerly, Westerly to Barrington, Barrington <laughs> back down to North Kingston mm-hmm. and all over the place. And, you know, the but the entire thing was three hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know?
1: Now, I know you said that you had been. You've been, you've seen opportunities, and probably have been given opportunities to work in DC. Have you ever like tried that out in the scope of your career? Did you ever say like, screw it, I'm going to try it, and it did, you didn't like it, you came back, or did you always no. kind of know that that wasn't the space for you?
2: I mean, I've tried other, I've tried lobbying. Mm. And I did more communications on the national scale after President Trump was elected because it thrust Providence into a national spotlight uh-huh. when I worked for Mayor Lorza yep. that we just weren't used to. Like yeah. overnight, I, I got contacts at all the national outlets because we were a sanctuary city and we immediately got a target on our back. Yeah, And when I started doing that work, I was like, oh, no, I don't know if I want to deal with national publications. Like I just love dealing with local journalists yeah. and working mm-hmm. through a story like and Start plus, to finish. You're
1: from here. So it's like mm-hmm. you you have like the connection to and you have roots here. Mm-hmm. So it's like nice to and it's I feel like so I <clears throat> I bought a home um in 2020. And this past election when we did like mayor and governor and uh Sue interview was what? At the city. She's your city council person. City council person, thank you. Um like it was for me. You know, owning because uh, p- I'd rent before and, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in Cumberland. I didn't really know anything. The capital, down, whatever. state
2: capital, Cumberland. State capital, governor's Cumberland, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um, I, this past election was like really exciting, even though, like I said to you before, like I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm the the quote unquote smartest when it comes to like figuring all those things out. I need to do a lot of research. I need to do a lot of reading. It doesn't come naturally to me. But this past year getting to be involved in a way that was like meaningful because like my home is here and like Mm -hmm. this is where I live. And, you know, getting to see the uh, people like knock on your door and talk to you about like their or like the supermarket. Like I go to Mm Eastside Market and there would always be like a little booth set up and actually getting to talk about things Mm -hmm. that you care about. And, you know, I, I, I don't have any kids and I don't want any kids, but I have neighbors who have kids. So like getting to hear like people's like stances on things like it just I think being from a state that's so small and like I guess for me, like, I know that the person who gets elected, even though it's not not just Providence, but even though it's Providence, like, it's going to affect our whole state. And Mm -hmm. it's, it it was just really cool for me this year, like, getting to be involved in a way that, like, I hadn't been before. You you
0: learn how much more directly impactful local government is than everybody makes a big deal about Mm -hmm. federal stuff, but your local stuff is what hits you fast and the most.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think, I don't know, I know you worked on campaigns. And I know you've been sort of like, I feel like you've been plugged into all of it Mm -hmm. based on what you're saying. So I can't imagine how you feel about it, but like getting to experience all this from such a young age, then you decide, you know, you go back and forth and,
0: and what a boost for you that like you grew up around it because Mm -hmm. like, I mean, not to go down this path, but our education system on like in public schools on like civics and government, it's pretty bad. Like, I I learned basically nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> about civics and government. Yeah. Like, if, it's probably something we should probably cover better. But mm-hmm. I would say just you growing up around it probably put you in the top 10% of people knowing what you need to know about government.
2: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't think that when I grew up around and I knew that a job like mine existed, mm-hmm. um, and I sure, even when I started, I did not, there was no... there. I think I was the youngest person. I think the next oldest person was like 37 when I started with Jack and I, I was like 21. Wow. I mean he's 35, 37. And so like there was a huge age gap. Mm. So before me and the next person, Senator Reed didn't have a Twitter. Like this is what I started before the social yeah. media was really popular, especially yeah. for politicians. Um so I've got to watch that yeah. evolve, which has been yeah, super cool and how people use it mm. and people use it differently. Watching people figure that out has has just been like really awesome. But I do think that there's more civic engagement and education that needs to happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm super excited that in the city – I'm going to just bear around and talk about my job for one second. Yeah, of um, course. Do, <laughs> do yeah. But I'm super excited at the city that we just recently hired someone, um, Norellis Consuegers, our new director of constituent services. And she formerly came from the Secretary of State's office. Mm-hmm. So there's just this really nice organic connection between her and our canvases office to say how do we better educate and the mayor has some awesome ideas about like how we talk about candidates how we inform candidates Mm -hmm. we've looked at some best practices across the country and there's some canvassers that like actually mail out to you a little bio on everyone that's running so that you don't have to go do that legwork. Yep. And you don't have to wait for someone to knock on your door. Mm-hmm. And there's some level of education that's on our part as the government to say, here's what you're voting on. Mm-hmm. You also just voted on um several charter changes this past election when you voted in Providence. Yep. Um and those were super confusing. And so those yeah. were hard for me to know what I was <laughs> yeah, voting yeah, for. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And you do the work. (laughs) Yeah. And I
2: knew exactly what the change, what the goal of the change was, but the language was hard. And so when we're communicating, especially in English and in Spanish and other languages, Mm -hmm. how do we bridge that gap with just really plain language that explains exactly what's happening? Mm. That's part of our job.
1: I know you touched a little bit just now on like stuff that you're excited about, but now that your position has changed from like the article came out, now Mm -hmm. you have a different title that uh, I'm assuming that is a whole slew of new responsibilities and ever changing things
3: mm-hmm.
1: as the year progresses like what are some things that you're excited about um it, it can be job related it can just be like emily you're going to start tattooing on the side again who knows like it can be whatever but i'm sure not <laughs> you're, you're like i'm too busy yeah no
2: there's definitely no time for that um i don't know i'm really excited about the team that we've built and mm-hmm. the team that we're building we still have some big gaps but um some gaps in our, in our staff that we're right now interviewing for. And, but I'm just excited to see what they do Mm. Um, as someone who has been there before. Like, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. I know how things have always been done, but Uh like, how can we do them differently? Mm we've been talking a lot about how we become the best run city in the country. And that's by breaking stuff down to make sure that we have the right policies, the right processes and the right people. Mm. And so that's how I think when I look at a department or a project and break it Mm. down or a problem. I'm excited to do that problem solving. I'm excited to see what the next iteration of PVD Fest looks like. So so that's going to be a little bit different. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see the mayor's vision and kind of carry out the mayor's vision on city services and infrastructure, there is nothing that gets me going like a good <laughs> pothole or yeah, plowing. Yeah. And there's just so much efficiency. And we have such a cool DPW director. Mm-hmm. Trish Coin fig is so awesome. And so she's doing awesome stuff. I'm just excited for different departments to take a different look at some decade-old problems um, mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. we do with it. And so that's wonky, but that's really exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, that's, and I think that seemingly why you probably – even got started in all this. Yeah, from, probably. From the get-go. Yeah. Do you feel, I know you said that your dad was involved in some politics. Mm-hmm. Um, Is, one, is he still involved? Two, does he just like love talking to you about everything going on with you? Or is he like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like this is. Yeah,
2: he's not still involved, but he gets upset when you say that he dabbled in it. So uh, I have to say that he actually, he ran for office. He and had he a was, career.
3: And he was involved
2: in politics, mm-hmm. but he got quoted in an article about me one time yeah. saying that he had dabbled. Oh. <laughs> oh no. And he oh, sent no. a follow-up email. No, at no. So I'm trying oh, to avoid that. So he was involved in politics, but he was also involved in the Republican Party. Okay. So I associate with Democratic Party. Yeah. So we're like very different sides of the aisle. It's Cranston Democrats. So there's also some fluidity there. Of course. Um, but I think that you know, I think that he likes talking about it. I I don't. My mom and him both love watching the news. Yeah, and they've—I mean, like early, early on, my mom would be like, "I'm gonna cut out every time you're mentioned in the newspaper," (laughs) and I was like, "That's gonna get old because it's gonna happen really fast," Um, and it definitely got old real fast. So she she ceased and desisted on that. That stopped, but um, but it's like yeah, no, no It's still up. up, yeah. There's like a fun game to play. It's like, how fast does it take for me to duck out of a shot? So like, she'll see me and then all of a sudden I'm gone and she's, and she's like, like
1: counting on her I saw you
2: for one second. And oh I'm like, God. and then I saw the camera and, and I, I ducked. I ducked. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, half of my job is not being on camera. So it has been a shift, particularly through the campaign being in front of the camera a bit more Yeah. Um. than I was used to. Uh I mean, I've been a spokesperson for a really long time, but yeah. but not as much so in front of the camera or getting questions about me, which is yeah. why I consistently bridge back to my boss.
1: And that's totally fine. <laughs> How has that been? Like the transition to being able to like speak about your, you know, you and what makes you, what drives you and what you're excited about. What's that been like?
2: I mean, it's it's natural for me. Yeah. I talk a lot. Yeah. So it's super natural for me to just change the topic. Of course. Um, But I still always, no matter what I do, I get back to work. But that's pretty much at my core what I what I do f- for fun so yeah
1: and I think this is something that I know from friends and my own self is I think different than like our not I this is gonna sound like a blanket statement maybe it is but like our parents generation like I would say like most friends that I had like I didn't know like exactly what their parents did mm-hmm. like, they could be like oh they work for like they're a salesperson for like this company like Mm -hmm. it was sort of like a generalization and you'd come home and it'd i love that
2: voice that you just gave (laughs) (laughs) me
1: they come out of nowhere um but like you know like you'd be at a friend's house and like their mom or dad would come home and it would just be like you know put the stuff away and like not really like oh work was annoying and like that was it and i feel like our generation like we are so invested in our jobs Mm -hmm. that like anyone who wants to like talk about it we're like let me tell you what i'm passionate about let me tell you what i'm doing and i think that like to what you said (laughs) is like talking about your stuff like it's your part of your identity like that makes Mm -hmm. you that drives you that you know gets you going in the morning like that's Mm. you know that's i think there's like
0: a a generational like ethos difference there too where like probably our parents generation was among the last of it um where we're Kind of we when we talk to each other, we're like, oh yeah, you know, share about what's going on with you. Like I'm really interested. In our parents' generation, it was you go, you do your work, you support your family, you come home and you leave your work at work. And yeah. That's it. And nobody wants to hear about your problems. Yeah. You're here to take care of your family. Yeah. And that's what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like we knew, like, oh yeah, so and so's dad works for this place. Yeah. But you don't they don't come home and talk, talk about, about it. it yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just like, no, that's something you left at work. I saw a done. tweet
1: the other day that was like, What did how did people like communicate before email? I don't know. Like, how? 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 Like, yep. you just, like, call, hope for the best? Phone
0: calls? You would call them on the phone. Yeah. You would
1: call, but I know, but, like, now you call. the one, the one ca-
0: phone that was attached to the wall. Yeah, but now
1: else. you call them, you email them, you send them a text, you send carrier pigeons. Like, now it's, like, mm-hmm. any way to get in touch with people. And I feel like, you know, I don't know.
0: We were a lot more patient.
1: 20 or 30 years ago, it was like, you just had to, like, cross your fingers that hopefully they get this voicemail. And hopefully, yeah. like, I didn't cut out when I was driving into a tunnel.
2: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean like, listen,
0: when I was a kid, I had a pager. Yeah, like, I didn't have a
2: pager, but I'm like around I had a pa- that. Oh, the I the, the a cell pager.
0: phones were like around, and mm-hmm. people were starting to carry cell phones. Yeah, but like my mom was like, "I'm not giving you a cell phone; you're just gonna break it." Yeah, and she was like, "You can have the pager until the pager breaks, and then you can get a cell phone." And I weirdly fell into the pool with the pager on, and the pager yeah. broke. And the pager broke. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, uh, but no I mean, you just. I we talked about this before with like kids. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but like the kids now don't we'll never do the like is billy home yeah. <laughs> like that's not a thing yeah, like yeah, you don't yeah. just go knock like, on the door and, yeah. and see who's there and if they're not you just move on to the next friend's house mm-hmm. and see if they're there and you always have to be ride so your bike around
2: everybody yeah. yeah i saw a tiktok recently that was a a very a younger person that was suggesting that you get a cell phone for the whole house that stays in
0: the house. Oh, I saw that. Oh, I
2: saw that. And the person oh was like, a, home a landline. Phone. Yeah, You're describing a landline.
1: A landline. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. my god! That, yeah.
0: that part of everybody's cable package that they pay for and don't then use? just don't oh,
2: yeah. not oh, <laughs> it was a I great was, suggestion. I
1: kind of would love to have a, a landline yeah. again because, or, like,
2: oh, you don't want them? No, no? Oh, I mean, I just, don't even just want just a desk line. I have a desk line. Yeah, or well, that or like showing people like, uh, what the does
0: hook. the save icon mean? It's a floppy disk. Oh like you know? yeah. yeah, People yeah. don't know what a floppy disk is. And or like, it's fat. It's wild how quickly that like knowledge is just gone. Like, it's not deal with it. Anymore. Yeah, forget am so, I'm like,
1: glad we're in the generation that like has straddled both times, yes. right? Like we were before mm-hmm. the big tech tech boom, in mm-hmm. and, and we're in the tech boom. Yeah, so it's, it's nice because like you know. You would go home when the streetlights turned on. Like it's, there was no text message. There, you know.
0: It went from like uh, arcades. I used to have my my birthday party at Dream Machine at the Lincoln Mall. Aww, yeah. Dream Machine. Then I would now there's PS fives in virtual reality that you do at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that the crazy? difference. in AI on people's computers that you can ask whatever you want. It's not that technology jump's been wild. <sighs> it's got to be crazy for like. I mean, it, I know it took a while for. A lot of government offices to kind of start catching up to these things like going electronic and it was a whole big thing and but it has to have made a big difference there too yeah i was gonna say how has
1: that affected you and your job and your team's job being so accessible at all times and you know twitter being so you know in your face and for good and bad you know like all of it's kind of for good and bad but how has that affected you guys
2: i mean it impacts like principal management because you have to tell your principal so your boss like don't read the comments mm-hmm. because I do that mm-hmm. to keep them out of the weeds, which is just like in the same way that you keep them out of the generic email. Yeah, like they shouldn't mm-hmm. be responding one on one to all that stuff. It's not a good use of their time. So that's different, but also just like how we communicate out. So I was in the city during covid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember I remember when we shut down, I was there putting curfews on before we knew how to put a curfew. We didn't know what we were doing.
1: That must have been so like scary.
2: It was terrifying. Yeah. We were locking down. We were shutting down parks. And like how you get information out that the parks are closed is a bizarre thing. I mean, we spent – the person who is now the deputy chief of staff of the city, he and I sat and we just went through Google Earth to try to find all the digital marquees in the city. To put our COVID website on so that people would know where to go wow. because we didn't know how to reach people that yeah. weren't on the radio, that weren't listening to Latino radio or that weren't watching the news. Mm-hmm. And we were like, all right, well, they might go outside, they might drive around. Yeah. So we were begging people on their marquee signs, like, can you just put our Thanks. COVID website? And so so many people were good about it. Like the Columbus Theater had it on there, yeah, like marquee. Yeah, yeah. And that was just because we were just calling through, asking people, like, we have the most up-to-date website. Mm-hmm. We're updating it daily. Mm-hmm. And that was in itself, like we were updating the website daily, social media. We were thinking about different ways that you can describe six feet. Like we all got in a room and we were like, what is six feet long? A couch. How tall is Coach Cooley? Like we <laughs> were doing all of these, like really like that. throwing these back and forth at each mm-hmm. other to be like, how do we describe this kind of stuff? Because you can only say it. Masks, no masks, now masks. Six yeah, feet, yeah, ten yeah. days. It's always changing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so it was just how can you communicate as rapidly, consistently, accurately as possible yeah. in multiple languages.
1: And it's so funny. I was chatting with a friend recently about because we went, we go to the same gym. and the gym, when I first joined, like it was like 2021, but you still wore masks. Like you mm-hmm. still, it was separation. And now we're at a point where you don't wear masks in the gym anymore. Which has been a nice change. But we were talking the other day about how we all it almost feels like a like a distant memory, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't that long ago. People mm-hmm. have short
0: memories, yeah. Yeah.
1: And for you working like I think about it coming from like a personal like oh no one's ever been through this before this is so scary but coming from your position where you actually have to make decisions and like be in that position Mm -hmm. and you can't learn like you have no one to look to because no one knew what was going
2: on everyone people people kept saying we're building the plane while we're flying it and I was so sick of hearing that at some point I was like I know
1: yeah we know we know we've, we've know. we been in the plane we, we get
2: know. it we're on the yeah. plane on the plane <laughs> we're figuring it yeah. out Thank Every, you.
0: everybody's aware that nobody quite knows what's going on yeah, and we're all was, just figuring it out as we get information and it was hard mistakes happening all over the place and everybody just has to go yeah we made a mistake yeah. here's a new thing like yeah. this yeah. is the best information we have and that's what we have to yeah. work yeah i off mean of there stuff.
2: was one we went in one week one monday we went down to 300 for like the size of a gathering and yeah. then mm. by that wednesday we were at 150. And so we had to communicate that. And I just remember like every bride in the state was mad at me because they were most likely getting married in Newport or Providence. And I was canceling their wedding, which is not until late March. And like little did we know by late March we were going to be in full lockdown. Everything
1: was going to be closed.
2: So like it was moving so rapidly and yep. pe- there were so many emotions. People's businesses were on the line. Yeah. What can they do? What can't they do? I just remember sitting on calls with barbers and hair salons being yeah. like, what can we do? And we are yeah. like, we don't know. We just found out it's airborne. Like, like we- we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. So that is challenging. I mean, it, that goes back to communication. Like mm. part of our message would always be like, this is all we got.
1: This, we're trying. This is what we're we working got, things yeah. out. Like we're like, figuring it out. So
2: that's a little bit about transparency mm. and like not pretending like you know it all. But like we closed down the mall one day. Yeah, because it was we just realized that it was it was too much. It was being it was pretty much a super spreader, and we would go to them and say, "Hey, sorry, we have to close you down now." Yeah. And that's like an awkward conversation. Of course,
1: yeah, it's like a, a, the ultimate breakup.
2: Yeah, but it's okay. It's open again. <laughs> it's oh, it, and
1: it, it, you, you and your team, and I feel like. I could be biased because I love Rhode Island so much. Yeah. But I feel like we as a state did like a really so good, well. really good, amazing job mm-hmm. from our political leaders, the people who are like the face of the COVID, you yeah. know, movement to the people behind the I I mean, I would consider you as someone behind the scenes like yeah. looking up the marquees and trying to figure out all these ways to like, you know, the fact that how many Coach Coolies can you stand between you and your friend? Just and, one, and just I'm a I'm yeah, guessing funny. just one. Yeah, you only need one. He's you like six three one. or something. Okay, so Not that was me. Three. I have the arm span. <laughs> am, I'm six one Perfect. exactly. <laughs> um, but like having to you know do that and do that in a, I mean a, a facing common cool way, right? Because mm-hmm. you're the person having to talk to these businesses and having to do all that. I feel like our state in general, like you said, you said it at some point in this interview. Like our our government is run really well. Like. In, mm-hmm. in Rhode yeah, Island. we were so lucky. So to lucky. Have those leaders. Well, and to have people like you, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. the leaders, amazing. But also, like the people, like yeah. doing that, like having to find where all the parks are and close them. That is difficult in a small state. There's a lot of parks we have here. Yeah, I was just
0: closing the Providence ones, um,
1: so I knew where they were. You knew where they
2: were.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I was gonna say too, like, agree or disagree with like the way you know what the policies were that went into place mm-hmm. the i think our state did a good job of making sure everybody knew what the policy was mm-hmm. so whether you liked it or not you knew mm-hmm. what it was yeah and i'm sure there were plenty of states where that wasn't the case where yeah. like you found out a week later that you that changed, a <laughs> and you found that out because you got in trouble for something that yeah, you didn't even yeah, know yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. but i thought like i mean as like i run this our company and as a person who was running a company during it like finding the information that I needed mm-hmm. to know was mm-hmm. relatively easy. I mean, sometimes a little bit of a delay, but I, I that part of it I think they everybody did a great job with.
1: Yeah. And like it's freaking scary. That was so scary.
2: It was super scary. And I heard I moved on to the Department of Education. We would talk to other states throughout the country. Mm. Like no one had the leadership that we had. That was very clearly like we were the first one of the first states to reopen schools. Wow. Um and we prioritized kids in classrooms over taking risks on other things, mm. like in restaurants and other areas, because we knew that the safest place for them to learn was in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so we went in the first states open, we had our regulations out by that January, we knew exactly how if a classroom had a case to convert it to remote, mm. we had that all down pat. Yeah. A lot of those districts or those states that hadn't opened yet had to figure that out that January through June after that. And so not only did they lose all of 2020, Mm. but then they had to learn how to do it Mm. in January through June while they were vaccinating people. So that's just an added stress. We were ready to go. We knew what we were doing. We Mm. had the button in case, you know, you had to switch to remote learning. Like we were all set up infrastructure wise. So we were super lucky in that way. And that was due to the leadership of, of Governor Raimondo Mm. at the time Mm -hmm. of, uh, and Fonte Green and then mm. Governor McKee on the on the vaccination front. So yeah. that was a seamless kind of leadership transition. That's crazy. Mm. It's that crazy really cool. to
1: think that like you're sitting in this room talking to us, but like you went through this whole crazy thing and you still continue to like being on the front lines of like these these big movements like it's you. It's crazy.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. This is like a backstep question. But sure. I just want to know. So you love to be creative. Mm-hmm. You are into photography. You did tattooing what do you do now as a creative outlet
2: i write i mean that's like nice. i get to write a lot and yeah. so i get to toggle between a lot of different voices so okay. like one day i'm talking about a tax revaluation and the next mm-hmm. day i get to talk about pvd fest which is why the job is so cool yeah um so i do i mean i write a lot
3: mm-hmm.
2: for my job and, mm-hmm. and just but i don't i don't utilize i mean i get tattoos so i've been
1: i was gonna say you get tattoos yeah so, that's so i way get to, them so yeah. i design
2: my tattoos and then oh, get cool. them. so that's fine yeah i do that um but that's about it. I mean I don't do as much photography as I used to, but mm-hmm. I'm like lucky enough that I have this line of sight into our communications and our design that you know, they're right now, they're designing the Save the Date for PVD Fest. Oh. And I saw it and I was like, I have thoughts, but I'll keep them. <laughs> <laughs> and so then someone else came in and I was like, oh, okay, good. Someone else is going to say it. But I get yeah. to be a part of that experience. Yeah. And that, that's super cool. So there's like always these really small ways to that. your creative scratch itches scratch. Yeah. But,
0: uh, like when you're um, dealing with things that like include communications and, you know, things that have to go out to the general public and mm-hmm. um, having that prior skill set is pretty useful because there's a lot of times where I'm dealing with people and I'm trying to explain to them what high resolution means Mm. or you know what why I need this file (laughs) format or you know whatever but like It's so nice when you come across somebody that like if I was talking to you and I could just Mm -hmm. be like, here's what I need. And you'd go, Okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, It's one less stumbling point. (laughs) Yeah. It's about where you come from. I mean, I've seen a lot of amazing journalists come to our side. So to come to communication side Mm -hmm. and they bring their own vocabulary and and they bring a lot of that. Maybe not high res per se, but when you're talking about B-roll, when you're talking about different things, they know exactly what we're talking about. And then you bring someone in from a more marketing role and they're going to bring all of those design elements so they know exactly (laughs) what type of file you need. They know exactly Mm -hmm. what it needs to be designed in Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And then you bring a writer with you, like we bring a writer along that may have been doing writing, just specific writing or a specific kind of PR. Yeah, putting them all in the same room is like hilarious. It's so
1: fun. They're speaking like a totally different language. Yeah, but, but they they're get all there. saying the same thing. Yep, they get there eventually. They get there. Obviously, they must get there. Yep. Um, I'm so excited for PVD Fest. Same. I love PVD Fest. I when I moved to Providence, it was when it was like the Providence International Arts Piaf. Yes. Right. And I it doesn't live... quite have the same ring. <laughs> <know. laughs> hey, it had its. I, I like the name. It was cute. I mean, it does sound
0: very official.
1: It does. It does. Mm. And um, my husband and I like w- we had just moved to Providence, and we were like loving living in Providence. And it was a weekend that we were just like walking around, and we weren't mm-hmm. really like because we were new, we weren't like up to date like with what's going on. We weren't like assigned to any newsletters or yeah. anything. So we were just walking, and we like stumbled upon like. The, this DVD international festival. art mm-hmm. festival, and there was someone playing a. I'm probably going to say the wrong instrument, but like a harp, from the like, earth harp. Yes, like yes. what? Who? What? It's yeah. so cool. It's
2: so cool. It's yeah. so
1: cool, and the fact that you've been there from like the jump, and then you're still getting to see like I just love how it's like evolved and how it's changed throughout the years, and getting to watch like mm-hmm. the different performances, the blending of like local performances and yeah. international performances, the different um, means of art, like. Music, dancing, um, mm-hmm. interpretive dance, sculpting, like painting. <laughs> I'm like, trying to think of like arts as I go. Um, but it's been like, it's so cool. Is there anything, I know it's probably all under wraps, but is there anything exciting for PBD Fest this year?
2: I actually am not involved in the detail planning as much. Okay. Um, but I do remember the Earth Harp and I don't know anything in particular, but mm. um, I do know that we're all very excited to see it come back.
1: Yeah, last year was incredible. Like the the, it was awesome to be back. Come back,
2: yeah, yeah, so fun.
0: Yeah, have there? And I know it's probably weird to do the same way. It's weird for everybody trying to figure out because COVID had that Mm -hmm. killed our stats in the Mm -hmm. middle of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I would imagine there's been like a noticeable increase in like uh, revenue. Is obvious because it gets bigger every time for PVD Fest. But is there like a noticeable increase in like tourism? dollars that that happen around pvd fest like people actually coming in for the festival or is it typically just like getting all the locals to come to the city
2: yeah, I think it's it's striking the right balance, like yeah. both with artists and with attendees. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think one of the reasons why we've been looking at other dates is to kind of draw on that tourism element. So, mm. how do we bring people in midweek and keep them yeah. there on all weekend? Oh, smart. Um so and smart. That's been something that we've been thinking about. Mm. When we started it though, I mean, we started it specifically in June because it was the weekend after the RISD graduation. Mm. So we thought built an audience, let's yep. do it the yeah. weekend after. Yeah. And then it grew so big that now it's its own brand and it's its own festival. Festival. It's its
1: own monster, <laughs> yeah. So it
2: can be independent of that, and yeah. it doesn't need that built in audience to draw on to draw attendees in. And so I think that we're looking for folks, particularly in Providence, to attend and in Rhode Island. But we're also looking for folks to say, you know, I've heard about Providence, I've thought about Providence. The mayor always says he hates it when people say that we're a hidden gem. Like, no, we're a gem. We're
1: a sparkly, mm. exactly. big, beautiful gem. Little, exactly. Little, beautiful gem.
2: Yeah. So yeah. sparkly. We feel like it
1: can be. Shiny. A- yeah. Glowing.
2: And we want people to just want to come here yeah. and not
1: say it's a hidden gem. And so that's
2: something that, you know, we've worked on. We have an awesome – Director of our Arts, Culture, Tourism. He used to work at Trinity. Mm-hmm. If anyone's been at Trinity, they probably know Joe Wilson Jr. Mm-hmm. But he's really emphasizing the T and ACT and working through that tourism and, that. and how we as a as a city mm-hmm. build upon our creative culture, our creative brand, our creative economy, and really
1: bring that to the world. Um, I have a quick question. Yeah. And this could be like a potential wrap up. As, again, like you've done... Obviously, you've you've checked a lot of boxes like in a lifetime, like doing photography, tattooing, working in politics, in different sectors of politics in different areas with different people, mm-hmm. someone who because I feel like are the generation behind us, like they are so they want to ma- see things change. They want to get involved. They want to know the path to go down. So if there was someone who is interested in in becoming what you are or or getting involved in a way that is a career path. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like tips that you would give someone?
2: I mean like if they have the capacity and the energy to volunteer. I Mm -hmm. started out as a volunteer with Rhode Island Now um, or just as a member Mm -hmm. and kind of just getting interested and I was the vice president when I left and that was just strictly through like being involved and being engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and then internships. Like I, internships. I sit all my interns down and I'm like, listen, I was there. Yeah. Like exactly where you are. Be the most annoying intern. Mm-hmm. Be so good. They cannot ignore you. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's kind of what I tried to do. Yeah. But I remember going directly up to the senator and being like, you don't have a Twitter. <laughs> Not appropriate. Not <laughs> appropriate. <do> it. <laughs> but like – definitely but I remember you weren't just, wrong but you were I wrong. wasn't and he has a great Twitter now and see? he has a great team running it but yeah. that was something for me that was glaring I was like oh I see all these young congress people it was really people in the House of Reps, Senate hadn't really picked it up yet but mm-hmm. I saw them getting their message out being quippy being cute on yeah. social I'm like oh people know that they're real people yeah Um, and so it's really humanizing when you can do that when you can use video and photo mm-hmm. and stuff like that totally. and that was that was part of my but I just tell everyone to like get involved get engaged get intern mm-hmm. um and I've always been willing to mentor and bring up folks that are younger than me, and yeah. that was hard when I was younger. Mm. Um, when I was when I first first started, that was hard, and I was able to find people like Courtney Hawkins, who's our COO. She was super helpful to me very young on mm-hmm. um, Ariane Curante, that's at the Rhode Island Foundation. I've had a lot of women that I've latched onto and looked yeah. up to to say like, "What do I do? Where do I go?" time that I can provide that for someone below me yeah. and anytime that someone that has worked for me or worked for me now can provide that like I encourage them to do that just because if I didn't have them to tell me what the right way was and the right the wrong way
1: was I yeah. probably would have definitely gone the wrong way well I love that and thank you so much for coming and talking a little bit about yourself your job a little bit of both you did an mm-hmm. amazing job thank didn't always you. go right back to the job you, I'm we got trying good, we got amazing details this is incredible yeah um I'm so excited to see um this administration, what, what is going to, I've already seen like a great, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, not, I don't want to say like change, but like I've seen my community impacted in a positive way already. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's been like not that long. That's awesome. You're a great um, councilwoman too. I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a great councilwoman. I feel like my community is small. We, you know, we just had that like cold front Mm -hmm. and I lived on a street where there was like a very nasty power outage because it was Mm -hmm. a very big tree that fell. It was like very... Mm -hmm dramatic and traumatic it was crazy and it was handled like so beautifully and like mm-hmm. it was i feel like the people that are leading us and the teams that they have behind them like you and and the people on your teams like are doing a really good job of of you know making things you know i appreciate that of that course back. yeah um yeah. so thank you so much uh, nick
0: no and i was just gonna uh kind of shameless pitch We're hope to see you <laughs> at the uh the who to watch party yeah uh, we finally have a date Yes. Um we're doing it uh April eighteenth at Ooh. uh the rooftop at the Providence G. Okay. Um so we literally just finalized everything. <laughs> I was so like, I don't have this in my head. You'll get the, whole, you'll get <laughs> the emails and, and all that counter. stuff, but this is the first Who to Watch episode that we're able to actually tell people. Very cool. We've yeah. been saying like, keep an ear out for yeah. details, but yeah, so it'll be the eight uh April eighteenth, uh rooftop. Providence Jeep. Yay! Um, it should awesome. be really cool. So you'll get an email from us. Yeah, right, yeah, thank um, you. you. You're hearing it first. Um, hearing it first. You will have heard it at the beginning of this <laughs> yeah. episode too. But. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but
1: thank you so much for coming. This was amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited that you're part of the Who to Watch list. I think women who are, are making these changes and, and, you know, filling up space in a room and doing things that they're passionate about is so inspiring to, our generation to generations above and below so um, I'm, just, I'm I know a I'm, lot of the ladies that were on the list too I know and they I mean, were all I mean honestly every single person was on the list was amazing all of them were badass
2: yeah I don't know a lot of the gentlemen and incredible that's okay you'll meet them
1: at the party yeah
3: we'll, we'll, we'll you
1: introduce each other um, but no you are incredible thank you for being here we appreciate it and
0: thank you yeah this is great thank you and this thanks great. everybody for listening
3: yay thank you Bye-bye. bye bye